So the big question is this, how are real estate investors who don't have a ton of free time, don't have access to off-market deals, and didn't start life on third base, how do we grow a real estate business conservatively to support our families, finally leave the corporate rat race and build a legacy? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Ed Matthews, and this is Real Estate Underground. This is the Real Estate Underground podcast show number five. Greetings and salutations, real estate undergrounders. Ed Matthews here with my partner in crime, Rich Brown. Good morning, Rich. How are you, buddy? Good morning, Ed. How's it going out there? Life is good, brother. I can't complain. I wish everybody had my problems. The world would be a whole lot better. So we are really excited today. Rob Mackis, who is one of the heavy hitters in the real estate investing and real estate community, has graciously offered his time and is going to allow us to subject him to a whole bunch of loaded questions. Rob, welcome. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. So Rob, I know a lot of people probably listening to this already know who you are, but just in case they don't, you want to give us a little bit about your background and what you and Rebecca do? My wife and I are full-time real estate agents and also investors. We can get into the details and you can ask me a bunch of questions on how that all (laughs) sort of happened and came back around. But I started uh, real estate in 1988, right out of high school, got my real estate license. And then I was probably 19 when I started. Yeah, I was 19 when I started and I'm 53 now. And I had a whole bunch of stuff go on in between too. So yeah, well, we're going to definitely get into all that. So let's talk about your business a little bit, because it's a little bit unique from some of the other investors that we deal with in that you're a real estate agent as well. Why don't we talk about what you're seeing in the market and how you balance your real estate business with your investing business? Wow. Balance. Yeah, that's, (laughs) that's a tough one. Yeah. There's no such thing as balance. You're always off balance, right? Right. You're always trying to get backbound. So yeah, we do our very best. We rely heavily on our calendars. We schedule as much as possible. My wife and I are on the same calendars and I'm on the Miali team, which is a very active team. So we are on calls daily with the team too. So we just sort of fill in our calendars based on opportunities that are coming in. Right on. And so the Miali team, that is your real estate brokerage? So yeah, we're the number one in production in Connecticut. We're probably going to close 800 houses. Yeah, 800 houses here. 800. Wow. We're on target for somewhere between 750 and 800. Wow. Uh, Wow. Rebecca and I are on target for around, I don't know, 80 or ish. Wow. Wow. You guys are crushing it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Congrats. We're mad because our goal is 100. But <laughs> well, the year's not over. You got time. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Let's get a couple more deals in, Rob. That's all. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Let's talk about the investing side first. You know, I know that you're a landlord. How'd you get into that side of the business? So I was in real estate the first time for about eight years or right around there. Then I got into the restaurant business and I managed a gourmet market in upstate New York. That's where I'm from, Hudson, New York. Go Blue Hawks. I had an opportunity to move over to Connecticut with my brother and work in wholesale produce. I did that for about 12 years. That was fantastic experience. That business closed. And then I was like, okay, what do I do now? So that's when my wife was like, well, we were planning on doing real estate investing when we retired. So, okay, let's start now. And go time. She had a full-time job at the time. 
She was a VP over at Prudential. She's a finance major, CFA. So that's what we chose to do. That was about six years ago. I'd so say. you clearly married well. I married up. Yep. I did. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. I, think, I think we all try to make sure that's Rich the first thing we do. Exactly right. right. Exactly. exactly right. Exactly. Exactly. That's how I started. That's the kind of person I am is I just dive into it. I wasn't sure how to flip, but I was like, yep. okay, I'll figure it out. So we just started flipping. And that was, like I said, five or six years ago. We've done, I don't know, 12 or 15 flips and then bought a couple holds and COVID hit. Yeah. That sort of adjusted our trajectory. But yeah, it's, it's all been fantastic. So congratulations on that. So tell us about the holds. Are they single families or are they multis? I have a three family and also a condo. Okay. They're both holds. They're both really different, obviously. Sure, right? sure. Condo's way different than a three family. And we are in the process of buying our first short-term rental vacation uh, rental the Airbnb. Down, down the shore. Nice. Yeah, so we're... Excellent. That's sort of where we're... I think that's going to be our sweet spot, vacation rentals. Okay. okay. It feels right. How come? Well, it's sort of a lifestyle thing for us right. as well okay. as an investment. Obviously, we can go stay there when it's not booked. We're not going to black it out and stay there. We're just going to go when it's not, you know. Right, right. I hope my wife's not watching this. <laughs> she might. <laughs> <laughs> that strategy may need to be adjusted a little bit. Right, right. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we're also looking up in the Ludlow, Vermont area. Ludlow, near Killington and Okemo. That's where I like to be. My wife's a beach girl. I'm a mountain guy. So we're also looking up there. Okay. And when we find our places and put our roots down, we're going to start obviously marketing out to those areas also just to expand within those sure. areas. So basically you create a base of operations and then market to those areas around, right? That's correct. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. And so what draws you to having the experience of flipping 12, 15, 20 houses and you own a few multifamily units here in Connecticut and now you're getting into Airbnb. What's drawing you to the Airbnb kind of vacation rental space? I'm drawn to the, we can furnish it. It's not long-term renters. First of all, we like to sort of stage it yeah. and set it all up and then have other people enjoy the properties that we created. It feels like what I want to do. I don't really want to rent to people who may not pay. Right. Eventually. I'm absolutely not a C-class guy. Although you can make a ton of money, as everyone here knows, sure. in C-class. It's just what I've chosen to do is instead of doing like C-class rentals to add to income, I've chosen to do real estate sales. Okay. Mm. So that's to sort of look at it that way. Sure, sure. And I enjoy helping people find properties. It's stressful for people. It's stressful for all of us when we buy, right? You know, it's the system. You know, I meet with attorneys and lenders all the time. A lot of them, and you guys do too. It's no secret. The system for buying properties is not fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's a bumpy process, right? It is. Yeah. So I provide a little bit of smoothness, yep. you know, to the process. But yeah. Yeah. I find that typically when I work with a real estate agent like you, that the process is way less stressful than when I start feeling my oats and try and go out and do it myself. Right. And then I'm wondering why four weeks into the process, I'm pulling my hair out, doing all the things that you have to do to get something wrapped up here in Connecticut and elsewhere, frankly. 
then I remind myself, oh, that's right. I actually hire really smart people to do this on most of our deals, right? That's part of the trick, right? Figure out right. what you're not good at. Yeah. Farm that mm-hmm. out. I know Rich and I have spoken about this of a bunch of times. And Same. you know, you, you do not want me to renovate your kitchen. <laughs> I, don't call me. But you know a guy. I know a guy. So Rob, one of the things I've heard you say without actually you saying it directly is you put a lot of emphasis on your marketing. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what you do to market and why you think marketing is important to you and your business. When I was in real estate the first time, when I was young, one of the things that kept coming up was don't be a secret agent. Right. So I do know that the more people who know about what I do, the more opportunities will come my way. And I know that you guys have experienced it too. I really haven't spoken to you about it, but I know, Rich, just when you're doing a deal and you do one or two or three deals, people just start coming to you, right? I mean, Hmm. so I do marketing to let everyone possible know that I'm in the real estate business so opportunities come my way. And then I can share them with, if it's not for me, I share it with others. Right on. Yeah, I use, and I, I'm pretty sure I ripped this from somebody on a podcast I heard somewhere, but I use the three-foot rule, which is if I'm consuming oxygen next to another human being within three feet, I'm striking a conversation up and I'm trying to help them understand that I'm in real estate investing and I'm always looking for properties. And every once in a while, somebody goes, you know what? I actually have one, right? And we've bought, I don't know how many. So don't be the secret agent is a great piece of advice. I was in Home Depot one day. And I saw out of the corner of my eye, I'm walking down the aisle, I see a guy walk down the other aisle with a for rent sign in Home Depot, buying a for rent sign. Yeah. I was like, hey, what are you renting for, man? Just sell it. The market's amazing right now. And he's like, what? And it was, I, I don't know who he is, total stranger. So I, yeah. get in a, <laughs> I got an appointment out of it. I went Did over really? and yeah, we, I looked at his building, evaluated it. He eventually decided not to sell it. He decided to keep it, but because it just worked for him at, you know, sure. that it just worked better for him to keep it. Right. But I just thought that was really funny. Why not? Right. We're Why not? Yeah, crazy. no, I love it. Rich, as you say, the worst thing they could possibly say is no. Right. That, that's, that's as bad it. as it gets. That's, it. that's as bad as it gets. So there's right. always going to be an opportunity down the line. You probably planted the seed. So in a couple of years, he'll call you. Right. The Home right. Depot guy is what he probably calls you. The whole de- the Home Depot real estate agent. <laughs> that crazy guy who's crawling the aisles at Home Depot looking for deals. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. So, Rob, I'm just curious. What's the best advice you've ever gotten and who gave it to you? My God, that's... Do you know how hard that question is? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I have a joke answer. It's, Fine. Well, it's not really a joke. My father said when I first got into real estate, he said, get a job. Don't, do not do this. Yeah. Uh, and Don't you didn't listen. listen. And you didn't and listen. I didn't listen. So for me, that was motivation. But I mean, my wife gives me awesome advice every day. Matt Mealy, I mean, tons of stuff he says. He says, have conversations with people every day about real estate. Right on. Talk to 10 people a day about real estate. It and, will happen. Yep. That actually, there's a saying that says, dig your well before you need to drink. Right. Mm. And it's oh, all yeah. about talking to people and planting those seeds, as Rich was saying, uh, so that someday, six months, a year, two years, five years from now, they remember that guy that accosted them in the middle of a Home Depot <laughs> and they remember you and pick up the phone and call you and say, hey, I'm ready. Right. Now you have a decision, right? You've got a decision as an agent and you have a decision as an investor. 
right? Is this for me? Okay, let's negotiate this. Or it's not for me, but I know 20 people that it might be for because you've been planting seeds everywhere, right? So you pick up the phone, you call Rich Brown and say, hey, Rich, I've got one that profiles exactly what you're looking for, right? Exactly. That is how this is done, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's, I mean, that that was the funnel I was talking about. Right, absolutely. So Ed, one of the really cool things about the work that we do and how action oriented we are there are other podcasts out there, I think, where people talk about action, but aren't living it. Right. Well, I'm actually going to be meeting Rob later on today to look at a potential investment property. Nice. So again, not only are we talking about how other investors can do this, but yep. we're actually doing it ourselves. Rob is transacting deals. Yep. We're getting together to look at potential deals. So we're doing it every day. Absolutely. My grandfather always used to say, always present a moving target. He was talking about getting shot at. you know, being a Marine, but nevertheless, it's really good advice in our business as well. Right. Constant, constant motion. Go ahead, Rob. Absolutely. And you said, what's the best advice I've ever gotten? Yeah. And who did I get it from? Yeah. So I think the best advice I ever got was from my mountain bike. Okay. Because when you're riding your mountain bike and this is the same for basketball, football, any sport, sure. You go where you look. Wherever you're focused, Mm. that's where you go. Right. So in the mountain bike business, if you're staring at that big rock, you're hitting that big rock. Right. It's a magnet. Yeah. It's a magnet. Yeah. Yeah. So energy follows focus, right? Yeah. So that's the best advice I've ever gotten. Outstanding. Outstanding. Buying investment real estate is both thrilling and sometimes stressful. Without a lending expert by your side, most investors don't stand a chance. That's where CTRIA Funding comes in. CTRIA Funding was founded by investors to help investors just like you fund their deals. Whether you're buying a single-family rehab, an apartment building, or really any investment property, our team will understand your deal and help you close quickly. Go to CTREIAfunding.com or call us at 860-876-0572. Obviously, you're a person of action, and what I'm hearing is, that you take what the market gives, right? Right now, selling houses is super hot, especially here in Connecticut. It's ludicrous. 80 houses in a year. Holy moly. Congrats again. So I'm curious, what separates a successful entrepreneur like you from the folks that, like Rich was just alluding to, the folks that just talk about it and don't really move forward? We have a saying, and I know KW didn't come up with this, but we talk about it all the time. It's win or learn. Mm. So... When I got into real estate the first time, that was the end of the 80s. And that was pretty much like, if you lost, it was a big deal. It was negative. If you tried and failed, you know, now it's fail forward. Then it was like your failure. It's really cool to be living in a time like this when it's more realistic. I mean, you see podcasts and people posting all over the place, really successful people. They're like authentic about, hey, I failed, but I kept going. The whole secret is to keep going. I mean- Everybody here has failures they can talk about, but you just keep going. That's the key. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a venture capitalist buddy of mine that I met in a previous, my technology life. And, you know, one of the things he always used to tell people when he was deciding if he was going to invest in an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur's idea, he had to know if they'd, he called it cycling, right? You know, have you cycled before? In other words, have you failed? Like epically failed. And how did you handle that? How'd you handle the adversity? How did you get through it? 
how did you get back on your feet and, and frankly, in that guy's office? And there's a sense of maturity and a lot of lessons learned, right? You get a lot smarter when you fail. And I love that concept of win or learn. Win or learn. I'm going to, uh, excellent concept. I'm going to write that down. But yeah, you couldn't be more right. You've got to fail and learn from those failures in order to get good at this. In the entrepreneurial world, everybody fails. Right. Yeah. Daily. Part of it. How many times did you fail? That's the question, not oh, whether you did or not. Yeah, it's like it's, 1230 here. I think I'm on mistake number 10 so far. And hopefully by five <laughs> o'clock, we'll fix half, fix half of it. Right? That's right. So what's a book that you've read that's really influenced your investing career? I have tons of awesome books I've read. I mean, I've read everything from Gary Keller, MREA, MAREI, Flip, Hold, uh, all that stuff is great. But I got to say, what really got me into real estate, I have to mention this book because it's the reason I got into real estate. And it's, can anybody guess what that is? 1988? Go ahead and guess. Robert Kiyosaki. Nope. Oh, okay. That was going to be my guess. Really? The Art of the Deal. The Art of the Deal. The Art of the Deal. All right. Yeah. So I read that and it was the 80s and it was like, you just wanted stuff and things. Right. And you wanted to just mow everybody down in front of you. That's just how it was. And he obviously is the king of that, right? He just like gets, (laughs) he's like laser focused. And so I'm not going to recommend that book, but that's what, I mean, what am I going to say? It's the truth. Yeah, well, hey, 40% of our audience has probably read that book. I know I did, but I read that one and yeah. So that's kind of a business and a real estate book. What about like a strictly business book that's kind of hit? I mean, you mentioned Gary Keller's Real Estate Agent Millionaire, a real estate investor, which are tremendous books, by the way. In terms of business books, you know, do you read business books about systems or process or marketing or anything like that that's hit you? I've read a bunch of them. I didn't write any of them down, but Rich Dad, Poor Dad, of course, business books. I mean, I've read, my God, there's so many of them. Gary Vee stuff is good. By the oh, way. yeah. Mm. Uh, Jab, Jab, Right Hook was yep. a phenomenal book. Crushing um, it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So along, it's, it's not, they're not, they're not coming to me, but. Uh, that's all right. So along the lines of the Gary Vee book, I'm just actually reading for the second time a book by a guy by the name of Russell Brunson, which actually may mm-hmm. apply to you as well, because it's called Expert Secrets. And it's the art of science, really, of telling stories to persuade and to sell, frankly. And it is a book that kind of walks you through whether you are a real estate agent, a real estate investor, just a regular business person, or a husband and wife, right, that are trying to persuade. I could do a whole podcast on that, by the way. So I have a theory about that. We bought this house in Rhode Island, my wife and I, actually my company bought it. And then my intent was to fix it up and rent it out as an Airbnb. And I think we did too good a job because my wife, Patricia saw it and kind of fell in love. And she said, well, you know, what do you think about us keeping this house? And I said, no, 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 I want to sell this house or rent it. And so we talked about it and then we compromised and then we did it her way and kept it, right? (laughs) That's compromise. That's, that's compromise in my house, right? I offer my opinion. She does me the solid of listening to my opinion, and then we do it her way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So That's fantastic. Yeah, I have a bunch of books that I, I can't, they're not coming to me, but there were some really good ones. Leaders, leadership, leader. The Gary, oh. is it the five principles of leadership? Like a book yeah. like that? Yeah. And I don't think I'm getting the author right, but another outstanding book. I read that a while ago. Oh my goodness. 
When you got out of the produce and wholesaling business, what piqued your interest about real estate? And obviously you're a successful entrepreneur. So what drew you in and what keeps you going? I was always interested in real estate, obviously, because that was the first career I went into. And it just sort of made sense to me that later in my life, when I started to accumulate money, that what I would do with it is buy and sell real estate. It was just common sense. My wife had been in real estate too for about eight years in between her careers in corporate. Yep. That's her nickname. I call her corporate. <laughs> when she calls, I'm with the client. I'm like, a oh, corporate's on the phone. And they say, oh, oh, oh. And I just show them. They're like. <laughs> so, but yeah, so she was also in real estate. So it sort of just right. made sense. Yeah. And it's an excellent way to spend time with the person you care most about, right? And you actually get some work done too. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword. Yes. Yeah. It can be, I <laughs> guess. Like everything yeah. else. Everything right. else in life is the same way. Same sure. Thing. Exactly. Exactly. So tell us about one of the deals that you did, whether it's a sale or an acquisition for your investing company that you're most proud of, or even a cautionary tale, if you like. My wife and I feel differently about the results of this one, by the way. No kidding. Really? <laughs> I'm, more the, I'm, I'm more in the win or learn camp. I love it for that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> this was a learn. Okay. <laughs> All right. So it was interesting because it was a driving for dollars situation. My brother actually found it. I was just like, hey, when you're driving around, just you see something, say something. Right. So we did. And I found the owner. We went and met with him. It was, it's in West Hartford. This was a couple of years ago. And he said, yeah, I'll sell. And it was pretty interesting because I, it was a brick ranch cape sort of thing. I think you saw it, Rich. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We, I walked it with you. I think you there. Yeah. So there was that house. So it was really funny because I opened the door of it. It's a in a neighborhood classic house. I opened it up and there was nothing there. It was like, really? Uh, everything oh. was gone. There were no walls. There was like sort oh of a floor for the second floor. And oh boy. I mean, I said, oh, wow, what's going on here, man? So I was like, I just, right? I, guess I, want I smell money. So, you know, that's. <laughs> You go in there and it's all perfect. You just walk out. So we negotiated and he was a good negotiator yep. and he was a staring negotiator. <laughs> Silence is a great tool, right? I, and I, I'm not breaking. So we stared for a while. So, <laughs> <laughs> so in retrospect, I should not have paid 185. I should have paid 165. That was the first mistake. Oops. So I spoke to another investor recently and she said, and I'm going to use this. I got all up in my feelings on that one. And, right. Yeah. And I, right. That's what right. happened to me. I got in my feelings on that. So I paid 185, did the rental budget. It was the first time I ever did a new construction interior. Yeah. So literally there were no walls, no nothing on the exterior walls either. It was just wow. it was a brick house. It was inside. So brick outside and concrete block inside. Right. So he was trying to go for like a slick type one all open, completely open concept mm -hmm. to the nth degree. And then he just, he was in his eighties and he was like, I don't think I can do the same where I, I laid off it for like five years and I don't even know where I am anymore. Right. So I took it over. My rehab was off. My ARV was on. My MAO was off by 20,000. So my rental was off because I hadn't, as an example, I forgot about insulation. Okay. My reno. That was 11 grand, right? Yeah. The furnace that was in there was not usable. I thought it was because it wasn't too old. Yeah. So that was, you know, 
the electric and the plumbing, the electrician and the plumber said, absolutely none of this. No, none. So that was all. So you can see where it's going, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we just, I always tell people, get your ARV straight, your rental straight, your yeah. double check your numbers, get your mail straight and close on it and throw it in the garbage. What are you going to do? Now you own it. So now you got to do what right. you just have to execute. Do. Absolutely. Yeah, now it's time to execute. So that was really fun because it was such a big job. I've done full rentals, but not everything new, like all framing. I didn't, sure. I was off on the framing numbers. So I learned all that stuff and, and, and I love the learning that I did, but in the end it, it didn't make money. So what'd you do with it? So we sold it, we flipped it and sold it. Okay. And that specific one, there was no way to, it was too big to hold. Okay. All it right. didn't make any sense. I guess we could have moved into it. We could have done that too. We discussed that as an option, but uh, we were in the process of downsizing then. That, that would have been like a lateral move. Right. So we made like $20,000 at the end of the day. And so- Still not bad. So That's me, a great win. You know, yeah. I learned a lot and I didn't lose money. So that was a win, but it was, it took a ton of energy and extra energy because I didn't really know what I didn't know. Right. That's what I do. I just jump in because I know I don't, there's stuff I don't know. Sure. And that's the only way I learn. There's no way to know everything, right? Every property has a curveball and some of them have several curveballs. Sounds like you bought one of those without a doubt. So you got to plan for that, right? You just plan for the contingencies and as I tell our team here, we plan for mushroom clouds on the horizon. And when they don't appear, we're pleasantly surprised. And we make a little more money than we were expecting, right? Yeah. What do they say? Plan for the worst, expect the best. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Exactly. So when you're not running around with your hair on fire, doing deals and selling properties and buying other properties, what do you like to do to kind of unwind and not work? I really love to be in the woods. I love to mountain bike. My bike is really mad at me right now. Because I, <laughs> I've not been on it in a while but okay. because we've been so busy. But I, I love to mountain bike, get out in the woods, photography. I enjoy doing that. Cooking. I love to cook, eat ice cream. I like to do that too. You can tell from my double chin, I'm right there with you, buddy. <laughs> so <laughs> real estate, certain parts of it become a hobby, right? Like yeah. I'm really into, I want to do a tiny house situation in Vermont. I want to do a tiny house village up there. I just haven't made the time to go out and do the research on it. Awesome. But I need to do that. I need to get up there, do the research, yep. and get that rolling. Excellent. When you're ready, I actually know a guy up there that has some experience with that. So oh, you do. I, he's a little further north in Rutland, but yeah, I can help you out with that. Yeah, Rutland is also on, the, yeah, yep. that's in my range. That's exciting. So Rob, if someone wants to get a hold of you, I know I follow you on social media, Facebook in particular, but Instagram as well. What's the best way to reach out to you? And so my cell phone at 860-982-7696. It's right behind me, but it's backwards. I uh, know it's actually it, it, coming through. <laughs> so here. Do you see it forward? Oh, oh yeah. 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 So yeah, I'm in my office slash mountain bike room. My wife does quilts too. You can see this quilt here. Behind me on the... I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. It's a, she, yeah. yeah, she did a t-shirt quilt for me. That's so, cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm on Facebook. Flip it good, flip it real good is where I'm at on Instagram. And I just started Twitter. So that's... Oh, you're Twittering. Yeah. All right. It's, I was told by our marketing department 
<laughs> you got to be on the Twitter. Try it out. So I try it out. I'm awesome. Yeah, okay. so. All right. Yeah. Well, Rob, thank you so much for your time today. As usual, you brought a whole bunch of gold nuggets and really good to see you, buddy. I'm glad things are going well and let's catch up offline soon. Yeah. See you later, Rob. You thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right, my friend. Be well. See you guys. Take care. This has been the Real Estate Underground Podcast, a CTRIA presentation. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends. If there's a specific topic you want us to cover, post it in the comments. For more information on the Real Estate Underground Podcast or CTRIA, go to realestateundergroundpodcast.com or ctria.com. Until next time, happy investing.